What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right, ladies, I've got another episode here for you today. I'm interviewing my friend, Dr. Sharon Stills. She is a naturopathic medical doctor who believes that the mind and the body must be treated as one in order for you to enjoy genuine health, true happiness, and to experience your deepest passions each and every day while enjoying the gift of being alive. She helps menopausal women to pause and evaluate life so they can live the second act of their story stronger, healthier, and sexier while aging backwards. She successfully helped thousands of women transition gently through the different stages of their lives with all natural methods. More importantly, she is a champion of you living your best, sexiest life, especially during your sacred second act. I am so excited today to deep dive into all things holistic health and natural approaches to women's health with Dr. Sharon Stills. You can find her at drstills.com. Welcome back to Healthy Vibrant You. I'm your podcast host, Dr. Lisa Olszewski, and I have Dr. Sharon Stills with me today. She is a naturopathic medical doctor, and ladies, tune in. This is the episode for you, regardless of your age, because I feel like uh, we all want to take care of our little tatas. This is what's funny, Sharon. Actually, 
<laughs> I was FaceTiming my dad right before this. And so he doesn't know what I'm, he, you'd think he would know what I'm working on. And I was like, okay, dad, I got to go talk about boobies. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's like the women's summit I'm, I'm working at. What are you talking about, Lisa? You know, this is just dads. Like they don't pay attention. I'm like, dad, I've been talking so much about vaginas and all sorts of other stuff. I'm like, I'm going to go talk about boobs. It's like, okay, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you to your mom. You want to talk to her? <laughs> so ladies, here's the deal. Sharon and I are so kind of on the same, not kind of, we are on the same page on this. Um, the one thing that I've always questioned, and this is again, just, and I think for the, uh, those of us that are natural doctors, I've even said this to another chiropractor where we're all questioning the narrative on all sorts of things. And is it because we were trained to question the narrative, which I don't believe that's it. It's kind of like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Or are we innately questioning things and this is why we chose to go into natural holistic healthcare, right? Like that's kind of what my thought is. Is like, I, you know, I was the kid looking at the side effects of my prescription drugs as a kid. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was the really sick kid. You know, I had asthma and allergies and depression and addiction issues and weight issues. And I was, you know, I was in oxygen tents in the hospital and my pediatrician had like a plaque with my name over it because I was always there. And, you know, and so when I um, got pregnant with my first son, I was 20 and I thought, you know, I don't want him, like I got nervous, like, oh shoot, is he gonna be sick like me? You know, and I didn't know at the time it was a boy or a girl. And yeah. you know, I was thinking, I, don't, I want my baby to be healthy. And so I started exploring. And what I found was this, I just happened to have a neighbor who was a friend who had a brother who was a colon hydrotherapist who just started <laughs> introducing me. I to, love it. <laughs> coffee enemas was like my first introduction to alternative. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, started learning and it made so much sense. And I just started to change my diet and do all these things. And I cured my asthma. Yeah. And so I, you know, of course, you know, when you're a mother, you're driven, you know, you do anything mm -hmm. for your kids. And so I, you know, I can remember this was back in like 1988. And I can remember I was, I was living in Buffalo, New York at the time. And I was like in their Wegmans, which was like the closest yeah. thing that had some health food. And I was sitting on the floor, they had like a tiny little aisle, you know, one shelf of like some organic stuff. And I was just going through all the organic baby food and trying to figure out like, what could I do? How could I? So, and that's how I got into it. And I think, you know, I think being in it and being in this for so many years, like I love to do, you know, podcasts and talk because I think there is a narrative out there. There is a, you know, quote norm out there that we don't even question. And had I not gone this route and become a physician and alternative medicine, you know, I probably would be going for my yearly mammogram because yeah. that's what my mother did. And we kind of just learn a lot through, you know, what our mother does and what our aunt does and what our neighbor does and what our best girlfriend does. And we miss out a lot because we don't stop to question, you know, we all have really busy lives and you know, I've spent my life researching and studying and seeing patients. And so like, this is just what I do. And so like, it's nice to be able to like, just data drop for all you listening for a half hour to just give you some information on some other options that could really help save your life. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I think, and it's not so much with our generation, but I bet you with our parents and definitely with our grandparents that um, their doctor was God, mm. right? Like whatever their doctor said they did. And and at least that's what I love is that people are questioning thing and they're not just taking um, 
that diagnosed or, you know what I mean? People are really doing some more education now. And so it is through things like this podcast and us just informing our patients and that type of thing. And like, I even tell my patients, like, you know, whatever I say, like, they can still do their research just because I told them to do it. It's ultimately their body. They get to make their own decisions for what it is. Right. Like, so I, I have certain patients who have a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. I forbid them to go do research because it ends up doing more harm than good. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> Dr. Google's bad sometimes. Yeah. But yes, I do. You know, and I mean, one of my specialties is bioidentical hormone replacement. And the reason why I got into it was because a patient, you know, almost 20 years ago came into my office with Suzanne Summers' book. And her book, yeah. And and she said, you know, Dr. Stills, you know, I read this book by Suzanne Summers and I'd like to do, and I, you know, my first judgmental reaction, I was thinking to myself, Chrissy, the dumb blonde <laughs> from Three's Company. I'm like, she's going to tell me what to do and how to practice. But I was like, you know, this patient, you know, I'm there to be of service. And she was really interested. I said, okay, give me the book and I'll read it. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I was like, well, Chrissy makes a lot of sense. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, this makes some sense here. And I went off and then studied it on my own and put my own flair of naturopathic medicine and so forth into it. And, but so, you know, I say this all the time, but like for those of you listening, like if you don't have a doctor who you can collaborate with because we are not God, you know, I always find it funny every once in a while, you know, I get sick because guess what? It's actually okay to get sick. And, you know, my, because my other specialty is oncology. And so a lot of times my cancer patients come in and they're like, I just don't get it, Dr. Stills. I've never gotten sick and now I have cancer. Mm-hmm. And so it is good to get sick. Sick. I'm not saying like sick every month, but to right. get a nice cold or flu once mm-hmm. a year is good because it's working out your immune system. Yes, I agree. I've heard that same thing where people are like, I've never had a cold or, you know, I haven't had a cold in 25 years and they just got a diagnosis of cancer. But yes, you hear that all the time. But that's exactly what people will be like if I, you know, and it's so different in this environment now, like if we have sniffles and what we, you know, And that's what's so hard as a chiropractor. I've always told my patients, like, if you're sick, come on in and get adjusted because we know there's studies that it helps to strengthen the immune system, all this stuff. And now you can't even encourage them if they're sick to come in to get adjusted. It's like, you have to stay home because if you come in, you're going to close down my practice for two weeks. Exactly. Well, and that's like one of the, you know, when I get sick or I get a headache, or, you know, one of the first things I do is go to my chiropractor. Absolutely, right? <laughs> I know. So that's why I always think of, like, I used to deal with migraine headaches way back when, you know, in, um, gosh, actually like sixth grade on. So I was, that is elementary school. But it was one of those things that I would see a chiropractor, but I would wait until I had the migraine to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, still that medical thought process of that stuff. Yeah, but I, I go to my chiropractor at least once a week. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I love it. I love it. Um, but let's, let's talk about, let's, we're going to go, we're, just disclaimer to everybody listening. We're going to question the narrative on blah, 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 on <laughs> mammography, because I know they have changed the guidelines and I don't even know where it is most recently, but this was my thing. Like I remember Sharon, I was like 30 years old as a chiropractor and I literally had patients looking at me saying, you've had your mammograms, right? Like I'm like, Hey, where does it, where are you okay asking me about my boobs? And B, I'm sitting here thinking I'm 30 years old. Why in the world would I start that? You know, but I would never say that to them, but that's the fact then it used to be 40. I'm positive. It used to be 40. And then they just, within the last few years have pushed it out to 50 because of the radiation of it, which Right. A lot of people don't even, a lot of women don't even recognize that. And I've always kind of laughed. I'm like, you can tell a man decided to do this because would you ever take, 
your and breath and smash and it. Squish them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the, the combination of squishing your breasts, which if you do have a tumor or something oh in there, just the mechanics of it. Right, you're like, like that's, I'm like, oh my gosh. Spreading it. And then the ionizing radiation, which compounded, if you're getting a mammography like every year, that then becomes a risk factor for contracting breast cancer. So, right. you know, it doesn't make sense. And so that's why... You know, very early on in my practice, I got into thermography because yes. thermography is a non-invasive way of evaluating the breast. And just, you know, disclaimer, like there is no, I had a patient this morning who we felt something. I ran her thermography. It looked pretty good, you know, pretty comparable to last year's, but there's something there. I think it's a fibroadenoma, but I don't like to think. I like to right. know. You know, so I refer her for an ultrasound. And if the ultrasound doesn't shed any light, I'll refer her for an MRI because you're not getting the radiation. You can get a lot of information. What's really interesting is that it the system makes it very difficult to skip the mammography. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just makes you wonder, like, well, what's that all about? So, like... I've had patients who like go and tell their doctor that and you know, the doctor starts screaming at them. And that is not a way to practice medicine, screaming at your patients. And Hey, Dr. Lisa here. Guess what I have for you. I've got some new amazing products coming out. I have some great cookbooks and supplements and courses and all sorts of stuff. And because you've been such a loyal listener, I don't want you to miss out on these specials. So make sure you head on over to drlisao.com and opt on in over there so that way you will be the first to know when we promote some of our specials specifically for podcast listeners. So check it out, drlisao.com. And all you got to do is do a little research and make the decision for yourself. And, you know, there's a time and place for everything. You know, thermography is not 100%. Mm -hmm. Thermography is certainly not 100%. You know, nothing is 100%. But you can start to put pieces together. And thermography sees things way before conventional diagnostic tools are going to see it. So thermography is actually a functional test. It's based on reaction. So it's based on how the nervous system is modulating. And we don't really have, you know, we have like in conventional medicine, we have like a stress test. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like a functional test because you're moving on your treadmill, but we don't really have a lot of functional tests. And so, you know, the nervous system is the, is the root of our health and we want to have, you know, high vagal tone. Most people, their sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight, I see a saber tooth tiger and I got to get the heck out of here, you know, they, that, that's dominant. And their parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and relax and repair, needs a lot of work. In addition to doing thermography, I also run like heart rate variability. Oh, yeah. And I see that continuously, and especially in cancer patients, they have no parasympathetic tone. And so when we're doing thermography scanning, we're using heat which is one of the oldest ways, like back in the Romans, like when they needed to diagnose like a, a diseased organ, they would take like mud and they would put it on the on the person and then wherever the heat was, the mud would cake first. Oh, and seriously. It would get all dried and cakey and they'd be like, that's where the disease is. Oh, that's so, fascinating. So heat 
is an indicator of disease because it means there's more vasculature, there's more blood flow. We call it angiogenesis. And a lot of like cancer treatments are anti-angiogenesis treatments. They're cutting off the blood supply to the tumor, which needs a lot of blood supply to grow. So we're looking at where heat is. And a lot of you listening might be like, oh yeah, I, I've heard of thermography. I've even had a thermography. And you've probably had the infrared camera where you go, they take a picture. They usually then put your hands into a bucket of ice water for five <laughs> 10 minutes and then they retake the picture. So I'm not, you know, saying that's bad. It's helpful. It can um, illuminate some information. You could see some inflammation and so forth. But the one that I use is so much more um, next step, next generation, gives you so much more information because it's using a handheld infrared probe that is taking temperature readings from the skin of your body where there is a neurocutaneous reflex arc. So the organs through the nervous system have a spot on the skin that relates to the health of the organ. So I can put the probe on your stomach over the liver spot and now I'm seeing how your liver is reacting or not reacting. And so it's a very sensitive test. It's reproducible. It's scientific. It's not hocus pocus. Yeah. And you're coming in prepared. So like the morning of the test, you're not allowed to shower. You're not allowed to wash your hair. You have to eat something light and it needs to be room temperature because you want to keep your temperature stable. The testing room is stable between 68 and 72 degrees. You're having all these points taken. Then you stand in the room just in your underwear for 10 minutes and that's the stress to your nervous system that should then shunt the blood so that your points mainly cool except for the points in the head. And then we retake the points and then I can see how your um, points, each organ, each lymphatic point, how they respond. Are they blocked? Are they heating up? Are they hyper responding? And so I can see things from Lyme disease, autoimmune disease, food sensitivities, um, disruptions in the microbiome, um, sinus issues, you know, I can see all sorts of things that are all connected to your breast health because they're all part of your body. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is the name of your, this, this thermography that you're explaining? It's computerized regulation thermography. So it's the CRT. Um, to my knowledge, there's about 100 clinics that do it in the country now, and we're hoping that there'll be more. If there's any practitioners listening, you know, it's a, it's a great tool to have. And so, you know, you can look and find someone. And, you know, some of the big things about it that are connected to breast health is we're looking at 13 parameters, 13 criteria that contribute to your breast health. Some of those being your ovary points. So we have seen signature patterns and we have seen if there is an issue in the ovaries on the opposite side, there's an issue There could be an issue in the breast. So like a right ovary issue can reflect and be an issue in the left breast. If we see that the liver is congested or too warm, that can be an issue with the breast. If the tonsils are blocked, which I see all the time, um, that's lymphatic tissue. And we don't think about that. And so a lot of people have had their tonsils removed. It was really a cool thing to do when we were growing up. You got the ice cream and the jello. <laughs> so, but you still may have scar tissue there. So I go in and inject um, using neural therapy, I inject procaine and some homeopathic remedies to open that up. And so that, so your ton you're like tonsils, but yes, your tonsils, if they are blocked, can negatively impact your breast tissue. Your teeth, your upper molar 
is on each tooth is connected to a meridian, an acupuncture meridian. So like, for example, your front teeth are the kidney and the prostate um, meridian. So a lot of times I'll see prostate issues with men who have had issues with their front teeth. So the upper molar is on the stomach meridian and the stomach meridian runs not only right through the breast, it also runs right through the thyroid. So oh those, so they are affected. So I see a lot of connection also um, with hypothyroid and thyroid issues and having breast cancer, breast issues. So they are all connected. They all sit on the same meridian. And so root canals. So, so let me just, you know, yeah. you're listening to this. So number one, never get a root canal. Like mm -hmm. I've just done my job, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, if you have an infection in tooth, that tooth is dead. A tooth is an organ. So like if we like if your appendix like explode and they're necrotic, we're not like, let's save the appendix. You know, we take <laughs> I, it out. We take the gallbladder out. If something is dead, it doesn't belong in your body. But for some reason we've decided that dead teeth are okay to stay in your body. And so when we root canal them, what happens is you end up getting a low grade chronic infection. All these tubules that come off of the root canal end up being a source of infection and that drains your immune system and it definitely you know I have seen it time and time again and when I study in Europe um, I remember once my teacher from Austria he came old you know gruff Austrian man God rest his soul he's not with us anymore but he came to my clinic and he sat with me and to see, you know, and I specialize in cancer, and so he was seeing a lot of cancer patients with me, and they would walk in, and he would just be like, let me see your mouth, <laughs> open their mouth, and he'd see all the metal and the root, and he'd be like, this has got to go, and he would like, my patients were like freaking out, you know, because it was like, <laughs> but it's true, true you know, yeah. we need to clean up the mouth, so um, if you're told you need a root canal, tell them you'd rather pull the tooth, and then you need to make sure you see just like we're holistic doctors, you need to see a holistic or a biological dentist. Um, and you need to make sure they pull it correctly. They need to clean out the periodontal ligament. Otherwise, you can still have issues and so forth. And so we saw in um, Switzerland, the clinic I'm associated with, 98 out of 100 women who had breast cancer had a root canal in that tooth. Wow. And I see it a lot when I do thermographies. There's issues that tooth is not regulating. I send them to my dentist and, you know, we save them from a lot of problems down the road. And if you do pull a tooth and you need to get an implant, make sure it is zirconium, not titanium, because titanium, which is this industry standard, is toxic. It's just as toxic as mercury. Whoa. And hopefully by now, you know, if you have a cavity, your dentist is not putting mercury in. They're using a biocompatible. But if you have mercury in your mouth, which is also a, definitely a contributing factor to um, breast cancer and issues, you want to make sure you get your mercury removed and you want to make sure you get it removed properly. Properly, yes. <laughs> I, I cringe. So, you know, sometimes know. the patients come in and they're like, new patients, and they're like, oh, yeah, I just got all my mercury removed. My dentist said he'd do it for me. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because it's got to be removed properly or you're going to get so much exposure. So, yeah, let me share with you my story on that one. I was in grad school. I went in to have one cavity filled and I heard or, you know, felt him on the other side. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm what at a point, like 22 years old. I don't know better. And this is, you know, how many 20 some years ago, literally I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, well, I, you have a silver one over here. I'm just going to take that out. I learned it in a seminar this weekend. Oh, he popped it out. 
I didn't know, I didn't realize what had happened for years. And then I was like, oh, and that would be the toxicity levels that I was dealing with. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's of the proper, dam- like they should have dams. They should have all sorts of stuff, filters, air, filters. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to make sure when you're doing detox, you know, you want to make sure your emunctories, your eliminatory organs are open. So one of those is the lymph system, which Mm -hmm. also ties hugely into the thermography machine I use. It's the only machine available that actually looks at your lymphatic system, that can actually diagnose the health of your lymphatic system. And your lymphatic system is so dang important. So important get all the toxins out and get nutrients in. And if it is stagnant and like the breasts, you know, they're just these big fatty lymphatic tissue areas and lymph loves to stagnate there. And the lymph doesn't move unless we move it. Mm -hmm. And so it's super, super important that you have healthy lymph. And if you go to a traditional medicine, you know, the only time they really ever talk about the lymphatic system is like if someone has lymphedema because they took out their lymph nodes or if someone has like cancer and it's spread to the lymph nodes. Yeah. And so, you know, your lymph system like is so important and should be something that your maintenance daily taking care of, meaning you're exercising, you're moving your body, you're sweating, Mm -hmm. you are um, not wearing deodorant that has, you know, aluminum in it that's clogging the lymph and not letting it drain, that you are, you know, you could be dry skin brushing, which helps to move the lymph before you shower. Um, There's so many wonderful things you can do, castor oil packs, getting lymphatic massage, getting chiropractic adjustments. I'll say sweating again, sweating is so super important. And so that is such a, that like in my 20 years, that has been a key factor in helping women avoid breast cancer. And I work, one of my major patient populations is in one of the hotspots where breast cancer is predominant. And, you know, I have seen so many women where I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, and then we work the lymph, we do the thermographies, we check, we keep and, you know, and they're fine. Let's talk about underwire bras, too, because I think I'm always flabbergasted how many women don't realize how detrimental they are, because, I mean, I haven't worn underwire probably in, what, 25 years? (laughs) Yeah, you you don't you know they're they're metal and they're cutting off your lymphatic circulation and potentially an EMF issue as well. So, you know, I always say you can just snip it out and pull it out if you like the bra. I think there's a lot of nice options. Now. That's what I was just gonna say. Versus 25 years ago, I feel like I had you know like I used to only be able to wear girl bras, bras. <laughs> but now there are, you can find some really nice sexy bras without underwires. Exactly, and you <laughs> know. Organic ones is a whole nother story, but you know, and if it's like your favorite push-up bra and you want to wear it once a year to surprise your honey on your anniversary, you know, I always say like it's what you do the majority of the time, mm-hmm. 80, 85 percent of the time, you know, because you can make yourself crazy and that's not healthy right. either. So, but on the norm for your daily bra it should not have underwire in it. Um, you know, it should be, you know, and you should let the girls out. That's you know? exa- I was just going to say that. I was like, even I would just go braless when you can too. Like, yeah, I, I think that was the best thing about COVID and not being <laughs> out. I haven't had a bra on for how long now? Yeah, I rarely like, wear bras. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, and there's um, fluffing, which is just moving your breasts. So you can Google that and there's probably videos on YouTube. I 
I know I need to make my own video, but you know, just moving your breasts up and down and side to side just to get things moving and doing your own self breast exam. You know, and it's also something you can train your partner to do. Oh, so right. yes, there's like you get a blow too. <laughs> yeah, you know, they can know too, just so you're familiar and you want to do it if you're a menstruating woman, yeah. you know, you want to do it like after you've had your period and you've bled and you you know, things are back to normal. You don't want to do it before your period. Um, and if you're postmenopausal, like just pick a day. You know, the first of every month, the last day of every month. I usually, you know, I do it the first of every month. It's just easier to remember. Oh, it's the first. Got to do my boob exam. And, you know, because a lot of women will find, um, you know, their own lumps. And no one knows your body better than you. You know, we're experts, physicians, but you are the expert in your body. We just have knowledge. We're going to help you. Um, You definitely, for breast cancer prevention, um, you want to have your vitamin D levels optimized. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. And I like, you know, I think the range is like 20 to 100, which is sort of ridiculous because like, well, how can I be 20 and be normal? And how can I be 100 I know. normal? So, you know, they say 50 to 60, like that's like a functional medicine optimal range. I actually like them higher, especially if, a, you know, if you have a history or there's some issues that we're concerned, you know, I'll push vitamin D levels up to 80, up to 90. You want to make sure that you're taking vitamin K with it. Um, that's really important so that when you're taking your vitamin D, it's not displacing the calcium into your vasculature. Um, curcumin is a really good anti-inflammatory, breast-friendly Broccoli seed sprouts are also very anti-cancer and breast friendly. Um, you know, this is just one, I, you know, I've seen women who could pe- put their phones in their bra. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> I know that you're so, I have seen that too. And I'm just, oh, no. Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do want that. That's a signal that's going there. Like I don't ever, I don't ever talk with my phone to my head, right? It's always on speaker. But then you think, of it, and like, why? Yeah, like we're like this is why I love going through and everybody we're interviewing. I'm like, you guys are all my new best friends at this point because it's so <laughs> nice to have like-minded people. But literally, it's like you sit there with it next to them, like, or the guys they're putting it in their pants and they're trying to figure out why our sperm counts exactly. are so much lower now. And it scares me. So while we're, I'm on this tirade, (laughs) moms don't put the iPads on your kid's lap too, right? Like, and if you are at least put it in, you know, put it in airplane mode. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the phones are, you know, don't, don't, you know, if you want, I went one of my favorite patients once came in and she sat down in my desk and she's like, Oh, I got to just unload. And she puts her hand down her bra and I'm thinking, what is she doing? She's pulling out all these crystals. And I was like, that's okay. If you want to put some rose quartz or some, you know, hematites around you, that's okay. But please do not yet. Don't put it on you anywhere. And absolutely. So I was having, I used to think, like I never put the phone to my head, but I used to think, oh, I'll wear my headsets. You know, that'll keep me safe. Because they told us that was safe in the early 2000s. I was having chronic ear pain and lymphatic swelling on my right side. Mm -hmm. And then where I do my best thinking is usually in the shower. I get all my ideas how I'm going to help someone get better. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I got to take the headset out. I took the headset out. And like within 24 hours, the swelling and the pain went away and it like never came back. So I will only use my phone on speaker. And that's where, yeah, for sure. I'm glad we're covering this because I used to use the one with the wire, right? Like that would be the early 2000s. And then they came out and said, oh, that's like an antenna straight into your brain. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Here I thought I was doing a good thing. But the second thing is all the Bluetooth um, wireless ones that people were using, that's even worse, right? Like you and I know better, but how about this? I had somebody that was using it all the time 
ended up with chronic earwax buildup. And when they went to the ENT, they literally said, yeah, we're seeing this horrifically now. And I was like, that's your body's innate way of saying, we got a lot of like excess, you know, radiation EMF coming at us. We're trying to protect at that point. So it is, there's so much. And you look at like, I was driving past the water tower for the water that supplies my house. Mm -hmm. They put a 5G tower on top of it. Oh my God. And there's just so much like we can and can't control, right? Like I don't drink my water here, but I shower in it. Like, right. We'll put a filter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you no, know, I have the filter, but I'm like, holy moly. There's so much. Also making sure your iodine levels yes. are good. Iodine's really healthy. And also, you know, avoiding, so maintaining a healthy weight is really important for breast, um, you know, either not drinking or very much limiting your alcohol intake. Um, Avoiding, you know, if you're a meat eater, um, avoiding charring your meats on the grill because that's going to increase acrylamide. And that's something that I actually run in one of my toxicity tests oh. patients and I'll see it elevated and that's been associated with breast cancer. Um, so, you know, vitamin A, you mentioned water, so don't drink, you know, 5G yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, don't drink your even water coming out filled with chlorine and fluoride. Make sure you're hydrated, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, the rule of thumb that goes around there is, you know, half your weight in ounces. But I really like people, especially my ladies, to get to three liters a day, which is like 99 ounces. That's really where, like, all your physiological mechanisms are going to be activated. You're really going to get cleansing. Um, so that's really important. So there's a lot of things, you know, you can do that are at home that are free, you know, using yeah. castor oil packs on your breast that, you know, are going to do so much better for you than just rely. Like, I think we've been like, you know, skewed to think, oh, as long as I get my mammography mm -hmm. and it looks okay, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. But no, you have to worry about like the choices you're making and the lifestyle. And not to mention also, you know, I do a lot of work on the emotional, psycho-emotional aspect of things. And so, you know, our breasts are all about nurturing, you know, ourself and others, you know, it's where we breastfeed. And so what I have seen a predominance of women who get breast cancer, it's like right after they were cheated on or they got a divorce or another theme that we've seen a lot is like women who couldn't live up to their father's expectations, and especially because the father wanted a boy, wow. you know? So, um, and you know, some of those, so it's like just having a knowledge of your emotional things and like, you know, have you been betrayed and how, you know, I am all about, I'm like self-care, self-love queen. You know, it's all about how are you nurturing yourself? So it's super corny, but they say it on the airplane every time, you know, put your own oxygen mm -hmm. mask on before you put someone else's on. And so, you know, giving yourself a nice hot bath and sweating and a nice cup of tea, you know, th these are not luxuries. These are necessities. Yes. Self-care is anything but selfish. It is, you know, it's important. And, you know, hormones is a big one too. So I just like to kind of, um, you know, myth bust a little, you know, so hormones don't cause cancer. And I know you have been told they have, and estrogen is like on this really bad rap. So synthetic hormones absolutely can cause cancer. Yeah. I've seen, unfortunately, so many women also who after infertility treatments and IVF and all those really strong drugs, then they get breast cancer. I also see, you know, long-term use of the birth control pill. So I am not a fan of those. And 
you know, and starting young, like I have, you know, the women I see, you know, I have them bring their daughters to me, 15, 16, 20, you know, as early as I can get them. Because what happens is your thermography becomes like a thumbprint. And so if I can just get one on you every year, I can kind of see, hmm, this breast is heating up or this lymph is a little more clogged or why, you know, and so we can just do the things we need to do and reverse it. And so it enables us, you know, the same with blood work. You know, I run like extensive blood work on young kids because I want to track because we want to see, for example, cholesterol. We're also obsessed with cholesterol being too high. What I'm more worried about is cholesterol being low. I agree. That's a sign of free radical activity. And if I see a patient who has historically had a cholesterol of 210 and then they come in and now they have a cholesterol of 150, I'm like, what the heck's going on? So it's really good to get someone who can track you so you can measure from year to year. So, you know, it's a really good way to be preventative. Yeah, so true. I love it. Just so that way you also know what your baseline is. It's kind of like blood pressure, right? Like, you know, the same thing, like I always run just right well what normal used to be they've changed the numbers again right but like that way you know your consistency and if it does spike or drop or whatever like then you know like what your normal is for you because you know my normal isn't the same as joe schmo's normal or whatever we're all individuals exactly exactly lab lab ranges or lab ranges you know and you have to think about who did they you know when they start to like tell you, you know, this is a ring. Well, who, you know, even with studies, you know, who did they do the studies on? Were they eating healthy? Were they sleeping right? So I, I kind of veered off, but hormones. So, you know, synthetic hormones, yes, can cause cancer. I 100% agree that. But bioidentical hormones, you know, bioidentical. They're identical to the hormones that your body makes. And so I always use the example, like, so if hormones and estrogen really cause cancer, then when girls went through puberty and had this surge of estrogen, well, then wouldn't we see high, you know, count of breast cancer? And, you know, with men, like, so why aren't teenage raging, crazy, you know, testosterone (laughs) boys getting prostate cancer? They're not. It's the older man who's... testosterone levels are dropping. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, you want to work with someone who's really understands bioidentical hormones, you know, and when I work with patients, you know, I'm I'm insane about their liver has to be processing and I'm measuring in the urine so we can really see what's going on and how the metabolites are. But it's my personal belief and experience of 20 years working in this extensively that it's the imbalance of hormones, not the hormones that cause cancer, or it's the improper metabolization of the hormones, or it's your liver's not functioning, or you've got bad thoughts going on and you're angry, or, you know, there's so many different pieces to it. So I, you know, will use bioidentical hormones with breast cancer patients because that's how I get them better. <laughs> you know, right. it's one, one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And like you had just said, bioidentical is totally different, but I mean, I don't, the synthetic, like for Premarin is the one that I think of. Right. And that was so, was directly related, but so many women didn't realize that was pregnant mar urine so i mean it was like that's the name of it and like right it was horse urine that they were doing of course like and even the big you know the women's health health initiative which kind of like you know was that in 2003 you know 
now in retrospect, even the people who've done the study have gone back and said, well, you know, maybe we weren't exactly right. And maybe our, you know, the population wasn't really about, you know, so like even that study has been blown apart where it's not really, but I, you know, I would never let, you know, I don't like, you know, hormonal IUDs. I don't like, you know, anyone who comes in, I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I don't want to tell you to do, but I got to tell you what to do in this case, because it really freaks me out because I know what can be leading down the road. Like, and like you had said, even with birth control, and I just can't believe like how many um, primaries put their, like, they'll put teenage girls on it because of whatever. And I'm like, oh, please, no, like, no, no, no. no. I know because of acne or because of whatever, heritzoism, whatever. It's not really anything, you know? So, So, oh my goodness, such great information. Tell tell them where they can find you. Give them your website. Um, Real simple, drstills, just drstills.com or Dr. Sharon Stills on social media. Yeah. And you have a podcast? I do through um, BRMI, which is Bioregulatory Medicine Institute. So our website is brmi.online. This is a nonprofit that I sit on the board of. And we have a new podcast called The Science of Self-Healing. And so, and, and a great website if you're looking for, you know, we're just, we're nonprofit. We're just about spreading information. And so you could spend, you know, years probably just <laughs> videos and so um you know lots of good information there we've got information on thermography there as well awesome dr sharon stills thank you so much for your time today great to be here thank you did you like that episode i absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you so if i may ask you a huge favor i would love it if you went on over to apple podcast and gave us a review i personally read each and every one of them as they come in and i am always inspired by your feedback So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.